you need to take advantage of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier 3-Pack. Everyone loves the Thunderstorm. It doesn't take up any floor space, there are no filters to replace, and it's only one-third the cost of those big, bulky air purifiers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use discount code HOWIE. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. They have to focus on our failures in order for them to be right. And so we're used to it out there, and yet we still maintain our resiliency. And I'll tell you, San Francisco's a special place. (laughs) (laughs) You serious? Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. We're already begun to secure fair pricing clauses and contracts for new COVID vaccines, three new COVID vaccines. How about no? DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly uh, and the fact that there are concerns that that book... Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. Rest of the book to serve men. It's a cookbook. Which is supposed to be used potentially to shut down companies or turn off the internet. It's a cookbook! It's a cookbook! Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's. Howie Carr. You know, one of the things about writing for a magazine, I know this firsthand, I used to work for Boston Magazine. You have a lead time, and it's really difficult when you have like a six, a four-week or a six-week lead time. You never know what's going to happen in the time between when you turn in your copy and everything is put together and you get the galleys back to edit. Something terrible could happen and make you look like a damn fool. Almost happened to me a couple of times when a guy I'd written a something about was about to pull out of the race and I had to basically call up his people and tell him you better not you better let my magazine hit the stands before he pulls out of the race and he he waited a couple more days but I avoided it but you know who didn't have that that luck a guy named John S Rosenberg he works for Harvard magazine Harvard magazine and uh, he came up with a uh, a a a piece that's just just hit the uh, hit the stand hit the stands I guess uh, the fall issue he crafted a piece on the uh, scholarly achievements of President Claudine Gay he described her as a scholar's scholar now we know that uh, she's plagiarized. <laughs> She's plagiarized everything, and she she basically never had done anything of any noteworthy scholarship to begin with, but now we know she's a plagiarist. She arrived in Cambridge in the fall of 1992 as a first-year graduate student. She had a cast-iron skillet for frying plantains. As soon as I saw plantains, I knew where this was going, because her only real credential is that she's a black immigrant from Haiti, you know, much like KJP or Ruth Z, who was at the uh, at the No Whites Need Apply party the other night. She's on the city council. The computer pertained to her status that she had a computer with her, pretend, pertained to her status as a nascent 
nascent. Oh, that's a Harvard word. Oh, social scientist. And in an era of increasingly quantitative scholarship, quantitative, does that mean plagiarism? Surely he meant to say plagiaristic scholarship. And the plantains traced back to her roots, comma, as the daughter of immigrants from Haiti. Oh. I'll, I'll have to, I, this thing goes on. This is longer than uh, Robert Kagan writing about how they have to get rid of Trump in the Washington Post. I'll, I'll read it over the weekend. And that was just a tease. 844-500-4242. So the, uh, a, a, another, uh, another jury in Washington, D.C. has, uh, has found uh, that, uh, Rudy Giuliani owes the the uh, the two uh, election workers in Georgia one hundred and forty eight million dollars. One hundred and forty eight million dollars. This is law. This is civil version of lawfare. Um, he says uh, he doesn't regret a damn thing. Uh, I don't regret a damn thing. Giuliani proclaimed following the verdict, promising to appeal the uh, ruling. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense, of which I have a lot. I am quite confident, he said, that when this case gets before a fair tribunal, it will be reversed so quickly that it'll make your head spin, and the absurd number that just came in will help that. This was in uh, U.S. District Court. 844-500-4242. He said, I didn't testify because the judge made it clear that if I made a mistake or did anything wrong, she was considering contempt. And this judge does have a reputation for putting people in jail. And I thought, honestly, it wouldn't do any good. So, you know, again, as Donald Trump always says, they're they're coming after you. I'm just in the way. And uh, they're coming after Rudy Giuliani. They've got Rudy Giuliani. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. 844-500-4242, So we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the uh, Christmas party uh, for the uh, electeds of color. And uh, we've, got the, we've got the picture from Michelle Wu of the, the entire table. And I've uh, I put, the, put the names with the faces and the crimes and the fines that they've all Three or four of them have have suffered, and uh, we had one one guy remains unidentified, and a random dude in a in a white wide brim Michael Jackson hat. And I'd still like to know who he is, so I can get that out there. But it's on HowieCarshow.com. It's on the Boston Herald website. The Daily Mail has picked it up from me, so it's a, it's everywhere out there. And Grace will be on uh, the Fox News Channel tonight at around eight fifteen, and uh, she uh, she she. Uh, went after uh, Mayor Wu today and asked her if she'd violated the public accommodations law. She, Mayor Wu just uh, muttered a response, no, she hadn't, and then didn't, didn't answer any of the other questions Grace asked, which included, is there going to be a whites-only separate but equal party? I don't think she used the phrase separate but equal, but that's what it implied. And then she also asked, since it was they were com- commemorating the Boston Tea Party's anniversary today, she said, would the Sons of Liberty have been invited to the party? And of course they wouldn't because they were white. They don't want, they don't want no white people at your, at your party. 
can't have white people at the party. 844-500-4242-844-500-978. Were the help servers at the Wu Klux Klan party all white people? Just curious. I thought I tried to mention that in my column, but I didn't have room for it. You know, Tom Wolfe and his uh, amazingly great magazine story, which was later turned into a book, Radical Chic, about Lenny, Lenny Bernstein's party for the uh, Black Panthers in uh, New York City in 1970. He said the big, the big problem when you have like one of these radical chic soirees for these radical groups, you can't have your usual servants serving, you know, Huey Newton or Bobby Seale or Eldridge Cleaver. You know, you got to find some white servants to be passing around those little sandwiches with the crust cut off. And the crude crudites, as Freddie Langone used to call them, the crudités. And he said they always used South, they always would rent South American servants. That's what, that's what Lenny Bernstein did for his Black Panther Party. But it's a good question. I don't know the answer. One of the pictures of the Daily Mail, they say they're unidentified, but we've now identified them. They say a, 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 a a worker at the Parkman House is uh, welcoming two unidentified guests. Well, the two unidentified guests turn out to be uh, the jailbird ex-con drug dealing, ex-drug dealer husband of uh, squad member Ayanna Presley, who wasn't even there. And with the guy who walked in with the drug dealer, the ex-drug dealer, ex-con jailbird, is the sheriff of Suffolk County. You can tell from his white vest that he's wearing. And you you just have his back. But Steve Tompkins, he's another blow-in drifter from New York. All all these people are blow-in drifters from somewhere or another. And he's been fined $12,300 by the State Ethics Commission. And he was sitting near Ricardo Arroyo, who's been fined $3,000 by the State Ethics Commission and is under investigation, allegedly, by the Board of Bar Overseers. And right across the, the table was uh, a guy named Enrique Pepin, who defeated Ricardo Arroyo. And, and for his efforts, he's been fined $5,400 by the State Ethics Commission. And when she tweeted out this picture earlier today, Michelle Wu said that uh, the guests at the party are breaking the barriers. Surely she meant to say breaking the laws. 844-500-4242. I'm Howie Carr. Howie will be right back after this short break. He's a cheap bastard all year round, but Christmas, well, that's when he really shines. The old man loved bargaining as much as an Arab trader, and he was twice as shrewd. Howie Carr. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nosset Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nosset Beach Inn. It's the only lodging on the Cape Cod National Seashore for under $200 a night. Those are the winter rates. To reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room with two queen-size beds and a view of beautiful views of the ocean, go to nossetbeachin.com. That's nossetbeachin.com. Jared, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is who would be more likely to shut down the Internet? 
Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Joe Biden. No Joe, doubt about it. Joe Biden is holding on to that 98%. 844-500-4242. His biggest win since he got 81 million votes in the presidential selection of 2020. John, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, John. Yeah, Howie, how are you? I just got a question for you here, and nobody seems to have brought it up. What if the white city councilors went to the party last night, and when they got to the door, they said they identified themselves as being black? What would have happened? Well, you know, that's a, that's a very good question. I, I don't know the answer to that, John. Uh, but, uh, you know, they had this white guy at the door. I think, you know, maybe, did, you know, the Babylon Bee ran a funny story today, a parody story saying that uh, Michelle Wu had hired a, 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 a bouncer to check people to see what their race was at the door. I, I don't know what the answer to that is. Now, the, uh, the, the, the non-binary uh, state rep, Samantha Montano from Jamaica Plain, he said that they, excuse me, they, because he uses they and their pronouns, Samantha Montano, they said their partner with an Italian woman, a white woman, would have been welcomed at the party. So uh, do you believe that, John? I'm not sure I believe that. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, and if it was, and again, I repeat the question: If the party was on the level, why did one of the state reps, uh, Brandy, Brandy, you're a fine girl, uh, Fluker Oakley, and uh, and Mrs. Kevin Hayden, the DA's wife, why did they cover their faces when they walked in the door, John? If it was on the level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. They should be sued. Someone should sue them because it's discrimination, on flat out right. If if, if if the white counselors had a party like that and said only whites are allowed, you would never hear the end of it. There would be all kinds of lawsuits. No, there, there would be demands that they resign in disgrace immediately. Thanks for the call, John. 844-500-4242. Randall, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Randall. Yes, Howie. How, how was Mayor Wu able to call this a Christmas party for people of color, but if I said it's a party for colored people, they called me a racist. I I know I don't I don't understand uh, how, how the words are used. It just uh, it, they keep changing the uh, the terminology, uh, Randall. And uh, you know, and again, how do you decide who's who's uh, invited and who's not invited? Gigi Coletta. I, I mentioned her because she's the uh, city councilor from East Boston. She claims she's half Italian and half Mexican. Now, doesn't shouldn't she have been in, at the party? She wasn't there. Where, did she get an invitation? I, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. You know, the Democrat Party, uh, they have a long history of this kind of racist behavior, and one of their rules was uh, the one-drop rule. So if you, if you had one drop of the blood of the non-favored ethnic group at the time, then it was black, now it's white— you weren't allowed to advance in society. And I, I don't know, did, did the one-drop rule uh, stop Gigi Coletta, the East Boston City Councilor, from going to the party? I don't, I, we don't know the answer to this. By the way, does the Parkman House now have different water fountains for blacks and whites? Go, again, going back to the old Democrat tradition in the South. 
Dennis, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dennis. Howie, do you think maybe the topic of white people was banned from conversation at the party to keep up the pretense that whites don't exist, or do you think maybe it was the main topic of discussion? I don't know. They, you know, it, it, it couldn't have been that comfortable a uh, an, an event when you have the the uh, the district attorney is sitting next to the guy who conspired with the U.S. attorney to try to then the U.S. attorney to try to fix the election against them. And she was fired and resigned in disgrace. And sitting across the table from the uh, the guy who tried to fix the election against the person sitting next to him is the guy who, Enrique Pepin, who defeated him for election. But on the other hand, perhaps Pepin and Arroyo, the city councilors from Hyde Park, the ingoing and the outgoing, could ba- could could bond about the fact that they've both been fined by the State Ethics Commission. 3,000 in the case of Ricardo, Ricky Ricardo Arroyo, 5,000, uh, 400 in the case of Enrique Pepin. And then the guy sitting at the head table is going, the guy sitting at the head of the table, Sheriff uh, Tompkins, Steve Tompkins is saying, you guys are pikers compared to me. Between you, you've only been fined $8,400 by the State Ethics Commission. I've been fined personally $12,300 for nepotism. And then the guy sitting next to him, Mr. Ayanna Presley, Conan Harris says, you guys are pikers. You just paid fines. I did 10 years in stir as a drug dealer. I'm an ex-con. I'm a jailbird. I think he has the, uh, the bragging rights in the group, Conan Harris. And by the way, where was his wife? She was the invitee, not uh, Conan Harris. Does he violate? And does Conan Harris? Does he is he on parole? Does he violate his parole by hanging out with all these people that have been uh, fined by the ethics commission? And then at the end of the table, you got Liz Miranda, who is uh, just uh, just made anti-Semitic statements on the radio earlier this week. What a what a crew! What a crew! Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. This is uh, this is what uh, this is what's going on now. This is the city of Boston. And, and they won't apologize. And the Globe, the Globe wouldn't even touch the story for 48 hours. The, uh, the Daily Mail had, had at least one, maybe two stories about this before the uh, Boston Globe picked it up. And they just poo-pooed it. Of course they did. 844-500-4242. This is just 70s Boston. I'm Howie Carr. from the Matthews Brothers Studios. If you're still looking for a great Christmas gift for anyone on your your list, Paperboy, read all about it, my new book, my memoirs. It's available at howiecarshow.com. Click on store or you can get it at Amazon. Anywhere anywhere you get it, we'd be happy if you if you buy Paperboy, read all about it by Howie Carr. That's me. 844-500-4242. I've been saying all day uh, how perplexed I am that they didn't even let Michelle Wu sit at the head of the table. I mean, she's the hostess. The mayor controls the Parkman House. 
going back to Kevin White days, you'll pardon the expression, White. And yet she's she's stuck. She's she's in the middle of the table, and uh, the the uh, the the thug uh, ex-con jailbird husband of Ayanna Presley is sitting at the head of the table with uh, the sheriff of uh, Suffolk County, who's paid twelve thousand three hundred dollars in fines to the state ethics commission, and uh, <laughs> so somebody somebody correct this, you know explained it to me 508 how are you i think you're forgetting the intersectional hierarchy woo doesn't have a bureau of prisons number or any unconventional pronouns like sam Mont- montagna at the other end of the table samantha montagna he's non-binary you know she's not a big enough victim to sit at the head of the table you know what i think i i think you're onto something 508 i think you've explained it what the problem is Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Harry, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Harry. How are you? How are you, Howie? Um, Howie, I got to tell you that Michelle Wu, she is just such a punk. I am so sick of her. But here's one point. Um, you know the way she says so smugly. Well, this organization's been around for many years. My answer to that is it doesn't make it right. Do you remember when the Red Sox used to be in Winter Haven down in the, you know, the Yes, training? of course. Yeah. And they used to give white players a pass to the Elks Club. And, they did right. not, and the Elks Club in Winter Haven didn't accept blacks. Well, when that got found out, that ended that. It's like, this is not right. It's like, you know it's not right, so you just continue it. It is right. so wrong. And like you've, you've said and some other people said, could you imagine for the St. Patrick's Day parade in the South Boston, the breakfast, we're going to send out invitations only for white Irish Catholics. I, I know, exactly. I mean, and, and, you know, Harry, you know, even, you know, in the, in the immediate aftermath of Boston, Billy Bulger would invite everybody at the State House to the party. I remember one year uh, Mel King came. He was running for mayor. And, uh, you know, uh, Billy Bulger said, uh, did you have any problems getting into the, into the hall this morning? And uh, Mel King kind of gave him a, a double take and said no. And Billy Bulger said, yes, it's the getting out that's going to be a problem. And, it, and I mean, maybe it was a joke in poor taste, but at least Mel King was there, right? I mean, they, they would never think of not inviting, uh, not inviting other people. It's ridiculous. 844 And again, I, I keep repeating this point. And if you, if you haven't seen the pictures, they're, they're in the Herald today. We got them from the Daily Mail. You see the state rep in Fennerin's old district, Lower Mills, Mattapan, coming in. She's got the hood over her head so no one can see her. Her name's Brandy. Brandy Fluker Oakley. And you got the and district. And I get compliments on the hyphen. She sure does. you would. She, she does. And then you got the DA's wife. Kevin Hayden, she's got her hand over her her face so that you can't recognize her. But, of course, we can recognize her. So if it's on the level, if there's nothing to be ashamed of, if you're not worried about anything, why don't you show your face? Give us a big smile for this holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Yuletide. Uh, a, 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 a healthy and prosperous Kwanzaa to one and all. 844-500-4242. Freddie, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Freddie. Don't you think it would have been nice if they invited Rachel Rollins? She could see the old gang. 
<laughs> you know, I was thinking about that. I mean, maybe uh, I, I I suggested that I wrote a piece, uh, you know, for the website, and I said, what did uh, what did uh, Ricky Ricardo Arroyo and his and the guy next to him, Kevin Hayden, the guy he tried to frame and to rig the election, what did they discuss? I mean, you would think those guys wouldn't have much to talk about considering, you know, they tried to, you know, Ricardo tried to kill uh, Hayden. But, you know, maybe they discussed, hey, has anyone seen Rachel Rollins lately? Where is Rachel Rollins? What, whatever became of Rachel Rollins? I think she, I think she did some kind of, uh, you know, uh, between the lines, uh, wink and a nod, uh, plea bargain. So the the. They said, we'll, we'll leave you alone and not prosecute you if you just go away. And discretion was the better part of valor, and she's gone. And by the way, I mentioned earlier today that uh, Monica Cannon-Grant, another one that uh, people were joking at City Hall today, who took that picture of the, uh, of the table? And someone said, Monica Cannon-Grant, she's looking for extra money. But uh, Monica Cannon-Grant, she's on her third lawyer now. Every time she gets a new lawyer, she gets another continuance of six months or a year before she has to go to prison for all the money she stole when she was running the BLM uh, franchise in Boston. And uh, she, her, her newest lawyer, her newest lawyer, the third guy, they had a, a, a routine uh, you know, uh, court proceeding today. Nothing nothing serious. They weren't picking a jury or anything like that, just going through the motions, literally. He didn't show up. He didn't show up. They they the clerk the the, the judge's clerk called him and he was supposed to show up at ten o'clock at the Moakley courthouse. Didn't he he was a no show and they couldn't find him. Lawyers aren't supposed to do that, you know. It's uh, but but again, so now she's maybe she's going to get a fourth lawyer. She gets a fourth lawyer, then it's going to take another year, two years to uh, to for him to read through the million pages of documents. And by the way, the Herald's been looking for this guy. His name is Malcolm all day, and they they can't find him. The the apparently the clerk for the judge can't find him. He's he's MIA. I don't think he was at the party. At the Parkman House, 844-500-4242-774. Imagine being a developer and having to keep a straight face sitting across from these people in negotiations. I don't know. Uh, 860, do you think Hold It Healy was mad she didn't get invited, or is she happy that she declined the invite? Well, she's not a person of color, you know. I asked the question, what about Liz Breeden? I mean, she's a white woman. She's on the city council. She represents Brighton. But on the other hand, although she's a white woman, she's from a foreign country. She was born in Ireland, Northern Ireland. She's a Protestant, as uh, Frank Baker pointed out. And more importantly, in the intersectional hierarchy, she's a lesbian. I mean, a foreign lesbian, foreign-born lesbian. You would think that she would rate an invitation, even though she's not technically an elected of color. But again, she didn't get an invite. Gigi Coletta, who claims to be half Mexican, didn't get an invite. I don't know what's going on. 844-500-4242-781. I used to work for Sheriff Stevie before retiring. Oh, the stories I could tell you about that carpetbagger. <laughs> a lot, you know what? A lot of people have told stories 
mainly to the State Ethics Commission. That's why he's been fined $12,300. 844-500-4242. John, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, John. Hey, Howie, how are you? Um, Good. That is uh, Michelle Wu. Um, I, you know, people about... Oh, we're losing you, John. You're breaking up. Thanks for the call. Call back. Uh, Mike, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Howie. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank um, you. For anyone with two working years, that so-called apology, was it, yeah. wasn't that for the apology? They're sorry that it got in the wrong hands, not the actual being sorry for the actual act itself. Did I, it, was it fairly obvious to anyone? Well, or to everyone, I should say? <laughs> Well, it was, uh, yes, wasn't it? I mean, uh, there's no question about that. She, but, you know, again, she's, uh, she may not be that high up on the intersectional hierarchy, but she's high enough to, uh, uh, to trump anybody from what, what they like to call 70s Boston. Thanks for, go ahead. The reporters, there's nobody, nobody's calling them on it. There, there are very few reporters left in the city of Boston. Uh, I, what can I tell you? And there's certainly none at the Boston Globe. And you know, Channel Five was out there talking to the mayor, and uh, and Grace was there. Watch your stuff tonight on uh, on Fox News Channel at eight fifteen. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Max, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Max. You there? Nope, got a problem with Max. 844-500-4242. Let's take a break. I'm Howie Carr. All right, as the left ramps up their efforts to abort babies, it's time to ramp up our efforts to save babies. So why not include saving a baby's life on your Christmas list? And because of our partnership with Preborn, an organization that has rescued over 270,000 babies, you can do just that. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies as they compete head-to-head with the abortion giants. You see, they offer an abortion-minded woman a free ultrasound. Once she meets her baby for the first time and hears the heartbeat, her baby's chance at life is doubled. For just $28, you can save a life. And now, through a match, your tax-deductible gift is doubled, too. And because Preborn supports both mothers and babies, With diapers, car seats, counseling, and more for up to two years, you are offering double blessings. Now is the time to put your year-end write-offs to work. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. High gas prices, inflation surges, and a supply chain crisis won't keep Howie from having a great holiday. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny K. Merry Christmas from Howie Carr. He's... Howie Carr. Dano. Welcome, Dano. 
Go Howie. ahead. Howie, Howie, just flew in, just flew in from Florida, and thank goodness for uh, streaming. I haven't missed a beat this week, so uh, glad to be on the show. Hey, I'm driving out. I'm driving out of Logan uh, back home, and, and it occurred to me that as I listened to the story, there has to be a list that somebody is keeping. So, is what else is on this list? Because we're obviously keeping track of uh, of different characteristics of people, so that we can pigeonhole them into uh, you know different categories for whatever purpose that uh, is is uh, you know beholden or uh, appropriate. Well, you know, I, Dan, I'm glad you you. You uh, called in because speaking of pigeonholing people and making lists, I've got a uh, an a uh, someone just sent me an, a memo from the FBI's Office of Diversity and Inclusion. You see where I'm going with this? I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something. I'm, I'm asking Emma to tweet it out, so you should you should be able to see it in a couple of minutes here. FBI adopts LGBTQI plus acronym. The FBI has officially, remember when the FBI used to chase crimes and the press release would be about the most wanted list that gotten a, f- a fugitive, a gangster, or a, a bank robber, or a serial killer? Now the press release is this. The FBI has officially adopted the LGBTQI plus acronym in place of LGBT plus. This change was proposed by Bureau of Equality, one of our nine, count them, nine diversity advisory committees and approved by FBI executive management to promote a more welcoming workplace for members of our LGBTQI plus community. They took time out from infiltrating Catholic parishes that have Latin masses, from taking license plates num- license plate numbers at uh, at school board meetings. LGBTQIA stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer slash questioning. Well, then shouldn't it be QQ? Intersex, asexual slash aromantic. Is it aromantic, like aroma, or is it non-romantic, aromantic? It's up on Twitter. You you got to see it to believe it. Plus, the plus represents other gender, sexual, and romantic identities not covered by the letters of the acronym. More than thirty federal agencies, including the Department of Justice, use a form of the expanded acronym. Effective immediately. I don't. I can't. I, I can't read any more. I can't read any more. Just check it out. Pass it around. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Illegal aliens in the news. This is from the New York Post. Foreign freeloaders reject bad sandwiches, pancakes, donuts, and chicken dishes at New York City shelters. Several illegal aliens confessed to the New York Post today that the meals served up by New York City asylum seekers are so bad they often just trash them, with some opting to sneakily cook in their rooms instead. There's a lot of this going around. I believe it's why some of the uh, flop houses that they've set up for these third world criminal invaders are burning down because they're uh, using hot plates. In the, they tell you when, you when you move into a college dorm, they no hot plates, right? Because it's going to burn down the dorm. But illegal aliens, hey, there are no rules for them, right? 
No one likes the food, said Jesus Alberto from Venezuela. Without lying, <laughs> it's bad. Meals from DocGo, that's the company that has a $432 million no-bid contract with the city to help prepare free eats for the illegal alien criminals. Uh, the menus include pancakes and cuecas, a type of fried tortilla for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch and dinners, including chicken Alfredo and chicken with spaghetti. Okay, that's really tragic, isn't it? 508, the FBI didn't come here to be made sport of. Well, they're going to be made sport of if they keep sending out these kinds of, uh, these, these kinds of uh, communications. This is a sad story from uh, the on the illegal alien beat in New York City. An 11-year-old illegal alien died Monday night after he was found unconscious with a shoelace around his neck at an Upper West Side flop house, police and law enforcement agencies said. The unresponsive child was found by authorities around 5 p.m. in a room at the Stratford Arms Hotel, which has been converted into a flop house for third world illegal aliens. A shoelace was found around his neck, according to police and sources. He was rushed to Roosevelt Hotel, where he was pronounced dead. 844 that is the toll-free number of the Howie Carr Show, if you would like to join us. Let's, let's close with this guy, Miles Taylor, anonymous, his, his nonsense about Donald Trump. You heard Donald Trump say he'd never heard of him. No one had ever heard of this guy. He could have been in the witness protection program. I, I don't want, you know what? I don't want to listen to him. I, I don't want to listen to him. Let's just uh, talk about uh, HowieCarsShow.com. Click on store. You can get lots of great last-minute Christmas gifts here. We can, uh, we, we'll get them out to you Monday, whether you order a T-shirt or a book or uh, some of our great gift certificates that we have for some fine restaurants. And uh, you could also buy my new book, my memoirs, Paperboy, read all about it by Howie Carr. It's, I'm holding it up for social media. I still work as a reporter, you know. Got all those stories about uh, about the party, some of them anyway. Got the stories about Monica Cannon Grant's attorney. A lot of got a lot of stuff this week. See you Monday. I'm Howie Carr.